FM 96.3 AM 620. News Talk WVMT. Welcome back to the Morning Drive, everybody, on this hump day Wednesday. Kurt and Anthony are here, and joining us online now is Becky Lewandowski with the Downs Rackland Martin Legislative Weekly Legislative Report. Good morning, Becky. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for being on the show today. And uh, so, you know, they're all they're always the big bills that we hear. You know, they're, they're in the media. You hear about them in the news. And then there are some important bills that we don't hear as much about and that can be complicated and we don't know as much about and maybe don't understand. So I think one of those is H-121. I know you're going to tell us a little bit about that. That's the data privacy bill. Can you give us an overview of what that bill means? Absolutely. And this is one of those sleeper bills that affects an awful lot of people, pretty much everyone listening now any consumer, anyone that's gathering any kind of data, which includes any business or nonprofit in this state. So this this proposal really can affect absolutely everybody in this state. And so we're kind of trying to get the word out to let people know what it's about, just so they can um, understand how it could potentially impact them and uh, share their opinion about it. So, yeah, there is an awful lot going on um, in the state house this week, but but this is what I'm focusing on. So I'm going to share a little bit about you about it with you. But um, so just a, a quick primer on the issue for a bit of background. And as you know, we, there's been such an explosion of tech in the past um, 10 years. We're carrying our phones around with us, constantly sharing our data. It's being gathered all the time. Anytime we have a transaction in a store or on our computer, that data is being collected and gathered and used and sometimes sold. So um, there hasn't been uh, any regulation in a comprehensive way federally um, to this point. And so the states are sort of stepping into the breach and regulating on their own. So, and um, there are some, there are a few ways that um, it is regulated federally. We've all heard of, of HIPAA that regulates uh, healthcare data and protects that and consumers um, under that law. But um, there's also the Graham Leach. Wiley Act, which governs how financial institutions um, protect our financial data. Um, but there have been a bunch of pretty large data breaches that you might have heard about in the news that have um, spurred a lot of states to start acting on this issue. And in the past five years or so, 13 different states have enacted comprehensive consumer uh, data privacy bills. And uh, Vermont has not done so yet, but we, uh, as a state, have been working on this issue uh, pretty um, pretty diligently for the past four years or so. The AG's office has been very involved. The House Commerce Committee had a draft bill last year that uh, got a lot of action, but in the end, it, this draft was abandoned because it 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 was very unwieldy um, and it pulled a lot of pieces from different states. It was called a Frankenstein bill. So they abandoned that. They're now on to this new draft of a bill that just dropped last week, uh, H-121. The Commerce Committee began a review of the bill, um, this new draft last week, and started taking testimony on it this week. So we just got a first look at this bill last week um, and really trying to dig through it, understand how it can impact um, not only us as consumers in providing us rights, but also every business, every nonprofit out there 
um, that is going to be required to comply with new privacy regulations. So um, it's 65 pages long. I'm not going to go through the whole bill. I'll just kind of um, hit a few high points. And try not to get into the weeds on it too much. If you're going to go through, but, if you were going to go through yeah. the whole bill, we'll have to extend the timeline. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Believe me, you don't want to hear it. Um, so <laughs> I'll just say the first part of the bill. So it's called the Vermont Data Privacy Act, and this is a part of the bill that sets up rights for Vermonters with respect to personal data. Um, so this part of the bill has no new, brand new language. It pulls um, already enacted statutory language from other states um, to craft this section. And the reason the drafter did it that way is to try to, um, to, try to make it easier for those who have to comply, who are, um, have to comply with regulations and laws from uh, across the country, so, um, you know, national corporations or anybody doing business in multiple states. Um, so what it does is it, provide these rights to consumers, but it also places requirements on those gathering the information. Um, so who is that? Who's gathering information? Um, pretty much any business or nonprofit in the state. Um, and so there are, uh, there is an applicability standard. So we're not, the bill is not targeting very small businesses. You have to have interactions with consumers um, annually above a 6,500 consumer threshold, so a little bit larger of a business. But that's not too many interactions, right? So um, you think of a grocery store. How many interactions do they have with consumers um, annually? An independent grocery store, they would have to comply with this, with these new requirements. Um, so what are the rights that the bill lays out? The right to know what, uh, what data is being collected as a consumer so, uh, uh, you know, we have to, they, they have to disclose what data is being collected. Um, there has to be an avenue to co- correct any uh, mistakes, the right to request deletion and the ability to take the data with you, the right to opt out of particular uses of information. Um, so it's pretty comprehensive. Um, there's also an interesting section in here on geofencing, which is something that, um, I hadn't really heard about before, and it's a technology that uses uh, global positioning data or cell tower data to establish a virtual boundary around um, a facility. And in this bill, it's around, um, it specifically applies to mental health facilities or reproductive or sexual health facilities for the purpose of identifying people who are entering those facilities. So it prohibits um, the establishment of those boundaries within a certain distance of these sort of more sensitive facilities. So that's something I'd never even heard about happening, but it's, it, it, it suggests that there's ways our data is being collected that we just don't even know about. So um, it goes on and on, lots of requirements put on those collecting data. The important thing is we're not entirely clear how this actually plays out in terms of practical application. If you're a store and this, bill is enacted, what does that mean for you and how you collect your data, how you store your data, um, the new tools you might have to implement, and um, what it's going to cost you. And, so. and, and Becky, if um, there's so, so many questions this brings to mind. If this bill passes and a, a, a business did not comply with this, is there a, yes. is there a punishment mechanism? 
Yes, absolutely. The AG has enforcement power. Attorney General's office has enforcement power under this bill. The other thing that is included um, that many other states have not included is a private right of action. So as a consumer, you could bring, um, bring suit against a business or nonprofit that has not complied with this law. The one thing it does include currently is a cure period. So the bad actor has a chance to fix the issue before a lawsuit would continue. Well, so I, it opens people up to a lot of potential litigation if they're not able to comply with this pretty technical and complicated proposal. So well, Let's walk through just a, 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 a basic small business, simple transaction, because you're right, the threshold of 6,500 interactions is, is, is tiny. And yeah. so a customer comes in and uses a credit card to purchase uh, something, um, mm-hmm. And and now you know the credit card companies are, are pretty good at you know we have PCI compliance and things like that, but <clears throat> I guess a lot of stores are using ways of harvesting data. So this this really if 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 you if you just in a, a normal standard transaction, it's really not going to change much, or is it? No, absolutely. So normal consumer based transaction. If you go in and buy um, a Coke and a candy bar. Um, that type of transaction where you're just exchanging basic financial data is pretty much is exempt and doesn't count as one of those $6,500 exchanges, 6,500 threshold um, exchanges. But um, if you are collecting data beyond that, you're going to be pulled into this. Well, and I think for marketing purposes, anything else like that. Yeah. A lot of people underestimate how uh, larger stores and operations and they, you don't have to be the huge, chains uh do use uh geofencing and when your phone's on and you walk in a store they harvest anything they can I mean, primarily it's I, I don't think it's nefarious it's it's you know for marketing but um anecdotally 10 years ago i was approached by facebook when i had a, a business and they were piloting this program where they would send us a device and we'd plug it into the internet and it would it would just harvest everything that people had facebook on their phones and they would they'd give us access to it, and I uh, I declined because I thought it was creepy. <laughs> it is a lot of this is creepy. A lot of it is extremely useful, and I think that's what where it's difficult. I think the the point of the proposal and a lot of these consumer protection proposals is to give notice to the consumers and give them the opportunity to know how their data is being used and when it's being collected. So, um, but there is a delicate balance between allowing businesses to do what they need to do to conduct business and consumers being able to protect their own information. And so, so. Becky, we, as you said, there's some valuable parts to this for consumers, uh, but we certainly, it would seem like we don't want to burden our business owners any more than they already are. Are there, is this bill so complex that you can't even get your hands around it to say what needs to change? Or are there changes that you think should be made that would make it better? I think that there's already a lot of federal um, rules in place through GLBA and HIPAA that require um, certain institutions, certain entities to adhere to really strict security standards. I think there should be just an exemption for those. Um, But I also think that there should be uh, more emphasis on education um, in terms of who this is going to apply to and implementation of it. There was a suggestion yesterday by the um, Agency of Digital Services to include an oversight board, which would help with education implementation 
um, and hopefully, you know, kind of assist businesses during that cure period if there is a suit brought um, to make sure that there's not costly litigation impacting Vermont businesses when it's when it's unnecessary. So, um, but those those are issues that they will be discussing going forward the rest of this week and next week. This is this is going to be an ongoing discussion. This is a huge bill. We got crossover coming up. We'll see how far it gets. Uh, one more question, Becky. Um, do political parties, could they be impacted up, up on this and do they, are they aware of it? Yes, they could. Um, and yes, the word's starting to get out there, how wide sweeping this is. So yes, anybody who collects data could be pulled into this. Um, if you meet the threshold and, and uses it. And, so. and do you think that they, uh, the, the political parties are aware that this is out there and that could have an impact on them? Uh, there were conversations starting yesterday. I know. I know uh, they're starting to become aware that this this is um, this this touches pretty much everybody. So um, hopefully, you know, people will start to understand the potential impact of this, and and not necessarily to say that they don't want to comply, but just to fully understand it, be educated, and understand what it could mean for them. All right. So, well, thanks. Yep. Thanks for the update on that important, but really under the radar bill that, you know, we just don't, we don't hear that much about. That's why these reports are so great because, you know, we, we've heard that we've heard the data privacy bills out there, but we really haven't heard much about it or know much about it. And it's, it's important. It it is. It's an important issue. And, um, you know, there will be um, amendments, will be changes. This thing will change um, as it moves forward in committee. So, um, you can keep up to date on it by checking out the Vermont uh, legislative website and the Commerce Committee. We'll be posting information there if you have uh, more questions. That's great. I'm looking at it right now. And, yes, it's uh, you can go to the website. It's in the House Committee on Commerce and Economic Development for the next two weeks. I'm looking at the agenda. The entire week this week is uh, dedicated to taking testimony on this bill. Absolutely. I'll be sitting in the room after uh, I get off the phone with you. I'll be heading up there. All right. Well, enjoy the uh, uh, Denise Riley Hughes, Secretary Agency of Digital Services. Oh, no, she was yesterday. Thanks, That Becky. was yesterday, <laughs> yeah. Okay, thanks so much. All thanks. right, take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So there she is with a Downs Rackland Martin uh, legislative update on that's a bill that hadn't heard about until this morning, uh, and it is important, and I don't think people realize how data is harvested. I am concerned that if the little guy accidentally has a mailing list or something,